0: You are listening to the weekly podcast of Mount Vernon Baptist Church, Westwood, in Memphis, Tennessee. We pray you enjoy today's message. Yes, God has a blessing with our names on it. Amen. Do we believe that today, church? Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I'd like for you to turn with me to the book of Ephesians, chapter 1. Let's look at verses 3 through 14. Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 14. Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 14. We have been dealing with this promise of blessing from the Word of God. And we're claiming this year as a church that this is a year of prosperity, and we have discussed that prosperity is more than about money and materials. Amen? We want to continue with that same idea of teaching on God's promise to prosper his people. And here it is in the book of Ephesians, chapter 1. verses 3 through 14 where we find some powerful words, very familiar words that I've uh, taught before A very familiar passage of scripture uh, that I believe will be a blessing on today Ephesians chapter 1 beginning at verse 3 blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. In heaven and on earth in him in him also we have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth the gospel of your salvation In whom, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the church. Purchase possession to the praise of his glory. Let the church say amen. Could you say loud enough for your neighbors to hear you? I'm blessed. Amen. Amen. Give God praise if you believe that today. Give God praise if you believe that I'm blessed, that you are blessed. Thank you, Jesus. I think it's important for the child of God to know and to feel and to be convinced that we are already blessed. What does it mean to be blessed? I think quite possibly the most frequently used word in Christian vocabulary is that word blessed. Have a blessed day. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Every Sunday morning or whenever I see uh, Brother uh, uh, Robert, um, he would, I would say, uh, how you doing? And he says, uh, I'm blessed and know it and I'm trying to show it. Amen. Y'all, that's a good one. that We all can just adopt that. Blessed and know it and trying to show it. And then we say, God bless you. These are just a few ways that we put that word blessed into use. It's even common among unbelievers, those who do not follow Christ as Savior. They even describe themselves as blessed. Some people think of blessed as a spiritual term uh, used for good fortune. Oftentimes when you hear the word blessed, the first thing that comes to mind is something that you can hold tangibly. Some people think that To be blessed is to be blessed with cars, cash, clothes and cruises and good times, good fortune. Um, In some way, uh, blessing according to the word of God is more than that. Amen. We believe sometimes that when we receive something good, then we are blessed. If we get a desired outcome that we're waiting on or believing for, then we are blessed. If we are in a discomfortable situation... Oftentimes, we don't think that we are blessed. But what does bless or to be blessed really mean? The word bless can be translated favor. In the New Testament, it usually carries the meaning of being blessed by God or favored by God. And while material blessings are certainly included in God's favor, the Bible ascribes a much fuller meaning to the word bless. As a matter of fact, church, the Bible describes uh, blessedness as a spiritual state of well-being and prosperity, a spiritual state. Not so much a material state, but a spiritual state of well-being and prosperity. It's it's really to be blessed by God, it's to have a deep-seated joy of contentment that cannot be shaken by anything. I don't care what it is, when you're blessed by God, You have a deep-seated contentment uh, that poverty, grief, famine, persecution, war, no trial or tragedy can shake this conviction that you have when you are blessed. The true servant of God is already blessed, regardless of circumstances, because God has favored the servant of God with a satisfied soul. Amen. And the material things that we crave can never bring genuine happiness, or contentment if we don't first find it in Jesus Christ. Amen. True contentment can only be found in a relationship with the Lord. And so the Bible measures blessedness differently from how people of the world measure blessedness. For example, go to James chapter 1 and verse 12. Look at James chapter 1 and verse 12. I don't hear any pages turning. I guess y'all have your Bible app. We ought to have some pages turning. Amen. Say amen, somebody. When you go to math class, students, what you take to the math class? Come on, talk back to me. Your math book. When you go to chemistry class, you take whatever book they have given you. When you come to church, you bring your what? Your Bible. And when the math teachers say, turn to page seven, if you want to pass the class, you need to do what? Turn to page seven. So let's turn to the book of James chapter one. Don't wait to see it on the screen. If you got your Bible, turn to the book of James chapter one. If you have your Bible lap, then that's fine as well. Amen. We've been on virtual for so long, we forgot how to have church and turn to open the Bible and turn to the Bible. Hello, somebody. The book of James chapter one, and look at, look at what the book of James chapter 1 says. The book of James chapter 1 says, blessed is the one who what? Perseveres. That's amazing. Because the blessing of God is ascribed to the one who perseveres. Now notice, perseveres under trial. And so if you are under trial... Uh, you probably won't think that you are blessed because you're going through some trial or some tribulation. But the scripture declares that if you persevere during the trial, you are blessed. So regardless of the trial, if you have the strength to hold on, then you are blessed. Let the church say amen. That's powerful. The text is helping us to see here that the blessing of God has nothing to do or is not entirely about materials, but it's something inwardly. It's something that you can't hold. It's something that God gives you when you're blessed. He says, blessed is the one who perseveres. If you're going through anything today and you had enough spiritual intelligence to make your way into the house of the Lord, then regardless of what you're going through, I want you to know that you are blessed. By virtue of the fact that you're holding on to God's unchanging hand, and you've decided to hold on and to trust God, the Bible says that you are blessed. Give God praise, church, give him glory. Give God honor. And it is here in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, where the text articulates the background of our rich blessings from God. Notice the text. It says, blessed be the God of our, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us, telling us the source of our blessing. God is the source of our blessing. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Don't take personal credit for being blessed. It tells us the source of our blessing. If you follow the text, church, you'll also see the scope of our blessing. It says that God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And so we are blessed with every spiritual blessing. Don't limit what God has done for you. Don't limit what God can and will do for you. He says you are blessed with every spiritual blessing. So don't you put any boundaries around God's ability in your life. The scripture says that we are already blessed with every spiritual blessing. And so whatever the Lord places upon your heart, if you categorize that as a blessing, don't limit what God is able to do. The important thing is don't you add your personal calendar to God's promise to bless you move your calendar out of the way and if you believe that God can do it just say amen and trust that the Lord will do it in God's time he says you're blessed with every spiritual blessing this is the scope of our blessing don't limit what God has done and can do we also see the sphere of our blessing it says the the the, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places we see the sphere of our blessing. He has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. So we're not only interested in earthly blessings, our blessings extend beyond and not, are not impacted by this world. What do I mean by that? Don't check with Bank of America when God has said he's blessed you amen somebody your blessings extend beyond and not impacted by this world and then we see the security of our blessing It says he has blessed us this is verse 3 1 through 3 Ephesians chapter 1 he has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavens in Christ help me say in Christ this means that our blessings are by Christ they are in Christ This is why we can boldly declare that we are blessed. And here it is in the rest of the chapter, we can see a few of the blessings that make up our spiritual wealth. If you don't mind, I want to share them with you, and we're going to praise God together. We see here in Ephesians chapter 1, not only the source, the scope, the the sphere, and the security of our blessing, but we also uh, see the blessings that make up our spiritual wealth. We are blessed, according to verse 4, uh, because we are chosen and loved. That's a great blessing. That's a reason to shout right there. I may not have the money. I may not have all of the material stuff that I want, but I thank God that I'm chosen in love. He says we are blessed because we are chosen in love. Just as he chose us in himself before the foundation of the world, my goodness, That means I was blessed before mom and daddy ever thought about me. He says that I was blessed. He chose me in himself before the foundation of the world. My God, that's a a mighty great blessing right there. That the Lord chose me in himself before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy without blame before him in love. And telling us that we are chosen. The apostle Paul in the text here is helping us to see something so awesome about the uh, doctrine of election. That means that salvation begins with God, is not with us. God's grace on our lives has nothing to do with us because the Gospel of John chapter 15, Jesus declares, you have not chosen me, I have chosen you. I thank God today and I'm giving him praise right now that God has chosen me and you ought to thank God that if you know that he's chosen you. Uh, God chose us so that our salvation is about God's grace and it is not on the basis of our merit. I thank God today. That the Lord does not check my background before he decides to bless me. I don't have to earn his blessing. I don't have to qualify. I don't have to fill out an application. I don't have to go through God's credit check. I thank God that he decided to bless me and love me before the foundation of the world. Somebody ought to give God praise this morning if you thank God that you are chosen and loved. Amen. God loves you just the way you are. I mean, that's, that's, that's shouting news right there. That makes you shouting happy, that you don't have to measure up. receive the love of God just like you are. I don't care how much money you have, how much money you don't have, what kind of suit you have on or what kind of suit you don't have on. God loves you just like you are. You don't have to get taller. You don't have to lose any weight. You don't have to bleach your skin. You don't have to dye your hair. You don't have to buy any eyelashes. You don't have to do anything. He loves you. Just like you are. Oh, give him praise today. Give God the glory. You can be single. You can be married. You can be in a hospital. You can be at church this morning. You can, you can be drunk right now. God still loves you. And that's the reason to tell the Lord, thank you. Help me give God praise here, church. Help me give God glory. He loves you. Just like you are. Hallelujah. My goodness. God, I thank you for your love. Oh, and it's an overflowing love, church. It's a love that has no ulterior motives. You have to keep your eyes. In this life that we live, we got to keep our eyes on God's love. Why? Because love is transformative. It's a proven fact that a parent's rejection of their child or something about their child can have a greater impact on that child than acceptance from anyone else. It's a proven fact. A child is more confident when they know and feel love. This is the greatest problem in our world today. This idea of love. There's so much hatred, so much jealousy, so much anger and so much rage. We can't even hardly stand and see what's happening in our society today. The world needs love. The love of God has transformative power in our lives. And God has chosen you and loves you. We are blessed because we are chosen and loved by God. Amen. Give him praise, church. Give God the glory for his love in your life. Not only that, but we are blessed because... We are redeemed and forgiven. It's right here in the text. Notice what verse 7 says. It says, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. If you just read the scripture, y'all, my God, you really don't have to have anybody to preach it. Just read it. The Bible all by itself is loaded with so much power. That if you just read it, read it slowly sometime. In him, help me say in him. Are you in him today? It says in him we have redemption through his blood. I thank God that is through his blood. The forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. In Christ we have redemption. This is a great blessing that we have received from the Lord. To redeem means to purchase and to set free by paying the price. I Thank God today that Jesus Christ has redeemed us with his own blood and set us free from the bondage of sin and guilt and shame and demons and fear. But he has set us free and given us forgiveness and the word forgiven has a twofold meaning church. On one hand, it means to carry away. On the other hand, it means to release from the obligation to pay. I thank God that when Christ died on Calvary, he carried my sins away. I give him glory right now that when he gave himself to the cross, he carried my sins away. I give him glory that when he got up with all power in his hand, he got up from that grave, Uh, That I no longer was obligated to pay the sin debt. What is the sin debt? The scripture says in Romans 6 and 23 that the wages of sin is death. Wages is what you earn. You deserve that. The wages of sin, what you work for. You work for it and here is the pay. He says the wages of sin, the payment for sin. What you deserve, what I deserve, what we all deserve because of Being born in sin is death, and what is death? It's separation from the life source. It's separation from God. This is the reality of our spiritual state without God. He says the wages of sin is death, but I give him praise right now because he says the gift of God. You don't have to work for a gift. You have to you, you you earn the wages, but a gift is something that is given to you out of love. He says the wages of sin is death; death is owed to you because of sin. But he says the gift of God is eternal life. We don't have to work for it. We don't have to. Cry out for it. All we gotta do is just say, Lord, save me. And he says, The gift of God is eternal life. This is a blessing that money can't buy. We ought to be shouting happy. Don't you know we're blessed this morning? We are chosen in love. We are redeemed and forgiven. That's the reason to tell the Lord, thank you. And sometimes, sometimes, church, the sad reality is it is hard for us to shout. About redemption because we are thinking too much about material stuff some can't shout right now because you're thinking about the MLGW bill can't shout right now can't shout over ML can't shout over redemption because MLGW won't let you but I declare in the name of Jesus that if you begin to shout over what God has already done he'll take care of everything else I wish I had some help here today Don't worry about what you don't have. Stop thinking about the stuff of the world and begin to thank God for what he's done for for us already. Amen. We are blessed. We are chosen. We are loved. We are redeemed. We are forgiven, church. And then look at verse 13. He says, The Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession." In other words, we're blessed with spiritual power. the Holy Spirit is our down payment that God will do everything that God said God would do. Today we hear a lot about uh, and with real estate agents and stuff they speak about earnest money. y'all know what earnest money is and so the scripture says that the Holy Spirit is our earnest God the Holy Spirit is God's earnest He has given us the spirit to let us know that he means what he says, to let us know that God would do exactly what he said he would do. In other words, we have eternal security and assurance of our salvation through the Holy Spirit. This is why we are rich this morning, because God has given us something that money cannot buy. This is why we are blessed today because God has given us the Holy Spirit, the spirit of power. We have spiritual power. Don't you know that you have spiritual power? Don't be down in the dumps. Don't allow depression and all this other stuff to pull you down. Don't allow these things of the world to grip your heart and not allow you to take a forward step because you have the power of God in you. All things are possible to those who believe. I'm able to do it if I trust God. You have spiritual power. And that's a blessing right there. That's a blessing. You have the Holy Spirit living on the inside. And that's a great blessing. Lastly, I want to give attention, and I'm closing here. I want to give attention to the purpose of being blessed. We are blessed by God. We are chosen. We are loved. We are redeemed and forgiven. And we have spiritual power. These are just a few of the spiritual blessings that God has given us. But here in the text, we see the purpose of these blessings this here makes me happy because if you notice after each of the main sections of Ephesians 1:3 through 14 Paul added the purpose of the blessings I know I'm right about it you may ask a question according to verses 4 where he says we're chosen in love you may ask then, why has God chosen and loves us right behind that in verse 6 he says to the praise of the glory of his grace. And then if you travel on down and you look at verse 7, it says, in him we have redemption through the blood and the forgiveness. And you may ask, why has the son redeemed and forgiven us? And right after following that verse, he says that we should be to the praise of his glory. And then you may ask, why has the spirit sealed us? According to verse 13. And then if you look at verse 14, he says, unto the praise of his glory. Why are we blessed like this? Why did God give us all of these things? For one reason, church, that we might be a display of his glory and grace. That we are blessed to give him praise notice what the text said it says to the praise of the glory of his grace that we should praise of his glory unto the praise of his glory when you give god all of the credit you are displaying his glory on your life that god has given us all of these blessings here now and in heavenly places that we might be a display of his glory and grace that we might give him all of the praise so my question here today is do you know who you are you are blessed today do you really know who you are I dare you to help me spread a word this morning and just say it loud enough for yourself to hear it that that it doesn't matter what I look like but I'm blessed right now come on say it doesn't matter what I feel like I'm blessed right now oh come on look at somebody and say take a look at me take a look at me What do you see? It really don't matter what you see, because I know I'm blessed. Oh, find somebody else. (laughs) Say, take a look at me right now. What do you see? It don't matter what you see. I know I'm blessed. Give him praise, church. Give God the glory. Give him honor if you know you're blessed. Give him praise if you know that you're blessed we should praise God for our spiritual riches in Christ because Christ has blessed us beyond measure. The Lord has been better to us than we have been to ourselves. It's not about materials, but it's all about Christ. God has given us blessings at Christ's expense. His only begotten son, the Son has blessed us. When He stepped out of eternity and He stepped over into time, the Son has blessed us. When the Son was born in Bethlehem, the Son blessed us. When the Son went about doing good, the Son blessed us. When the Son was wounded for our transgressions, the Son blessed us. When the Son was bruised for our iniquities, the Son blessed us. When the Son took upon the chastisement of our peace, the son blessed us when the son took our stripes he blessed us with healing i give god praise today because he died on calvary's cross he was buried in joseph's new tomb he stayed there three days but he got up with all power in his hand and i'm able to stand right now doesn't matter how i feel doesn't matter what it looks like doesn't matter how much blood is shed in the streets of memphis i'm able to stand right now and look at calvary's cross and tell the lord thank you for blessing me thank you for blessing me thank you for saving me thank you for loving me thank you for choosing me thank you for forgiving me thank you for redeeming me thank you for filling me with the holy ghost thank you for giving me joy Thank you for giving me peace, thank you for giving me a new day, thank you for giving me mercy, thank you for giving me grace, thank you for giving me healing, thank you for giving me a clap in my hand, thank you for everything, I got to count my blessings and try to name them one by one, he woke me up this morning, started me on my way, put clothes on my back, food in my stomach, gas in my car money in my pocket and i'm thankful for all of that but i'm thankful that jesus decided to look past my faults and he saw my need is there anybody here that want to help me give god glory if you're blessed and know it now try to show it try to show it try to show it Try to show it. Try to show somebody that God has been good to you. You are a display of God's grace in your life. When you give God glory for what he's already done, you are displaying his grace in your life. Oh, come on. Give him praise, church. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. He says that we ought to be a display of his glory. That means that you are a trophy. You are God's trophy. And this house can be God's trophy case. That in some way, when we look around and see each other, we see the goodness of God in real time. Amen. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm looking out at some great trophies this morning. You don't have to tell anybody. I can tell it for you. God has been good to you. Oh, I can testify for y'all this morning. God has been good to you. Hallelujah! Don't matter how you feel or how you look, God has been good to you. I know I'm right about it. If you are here right now, God has been good to you. Hallelujah! Help me give him praise, sir. Help me give God glory. If you know that he's been good to you, give him the praise. Give Him the glory. Give Him the honor. Give Him the thanks. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Church, while we're standing and before the choir starts, if you're here this morning and you're ready to say yes to the Lord, He's been good to you. He's blessed you. And you know that this is your day to say yes, to say yes to the Lord, yes to the church. This is your time to come stand with us. Say, Pastor, I know God has been good to me, and I'm ready. The door of the church is open. The invitation is yours. Why don't you come now? Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless, and have an amazing week.